are back. Another week of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Elio Canella, along with Men, Service, Pierce, and Barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? Very good, my friend. Very good. Uh, I, I, have to, I have to tell you, um, I don't think I've done as much preparation for one singular podcast than I have for the one that speak. I I think I think I watched six additional hours of, of wrestling on top of what I watch on a weekly basis. Hold on, let me see something. So let's see. Um Survivor Series 90 was how long? Two hours? Uh that was that was two hours twenty-one minutes. Two hours, okay. Uh the other pay-per-view TLC was how long? And that was like 310. That's five hours. I'm not counting the minutes. I'm just counting the hours. It's five on top of Raw. That's eight. On top of AEW, that's 10. On top of SmackDown, that's 12. 12 hours of wrestling. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I, I, <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> Sometimes I take this podcast way too seriously. <laughs> You need to lighten up, man. Oh, it's, it's okay. At least you didn't watch a month's worth of New Japan. That was like, uh, I don't know how I did that. Yeah. Um, well, and, but for for me, the the thing that the thing that kind of prevents me from getting invested into uh, NJPW is like I have to rely so heavily on the commentary because I don't. You know, I don't know the history of the storylines, so it's like I'm I'm always like half watching the matches and like, but I'm always all the way in on commentary, just trying to get through the match so I can understand what's going on. Okay, um, well, there's a because you have the Japanese commentary. No, no, I have the um, I have the American version. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. Um, you know, but still. Oh yeah. Um. I don't really think there are like storylines in there. Like there, there's like a whole bunch of things going on at once. And it's, yeah, it is. So it can so, be a little bit confusing. Yeah. So it's like hard to it's hard to really say say um that there's like storylines because um it's like what's the storyline and what isn't. Exactly. All right. So we have today raw. NXT, AEW, SmackDown, Survivor Series 90, TLC 2016, I believe it was. Yeah. And our predictions for War Games, which takes place this Sunday night. Absolutely. And um, it's, it's, it's worth noting, ladies and gentlemen, there's been a, a slight change in our schedule. Uh, from, from now on, when there's a special or a pay-per-view, we will be uh, having the preview shows on Friday and the reaction shows on Tuesday in an effort to get you our reactions faster and also shorten the main shows because I've noticed consistently that they've been going two hours now. So yeah, we're and try uh, to cut that down a little bit. So if, if you want, we can even uh, do Raw on the Tuesday shows after pay-per-views this way. On our Fridays, we do SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and we're all good. 
Absolutely, and I think that's a good idea too. So all right, cool. So we say with uh, with that. So speaking of Rob, when we get into this week's uh, review of Monday Night Rob, Ben. Oh boy, God, we okay. Well, and then at the end, I'm going to ask you um, which one you think, uh, like your which order you would put these shows in for this week. Boy, right. that's a that's a tall task. No, at the end, of, at the end, after we do our reviews. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. My guess now we have to we have to do the reviews first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. On. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So let's go. Money at rock. So once I scrolled to the top of my review screen. <clears throat> okay. So off we go. Thank God for working technology. So, okay, I'm just going to have to go on a rant earlier on in the show. Oh, no. And I'm so sorry. But I think you'll understand where I'm going with this. Match number one, Elias. Well, hold on, uh, hold on a minute. Uh, before, before that, uh, what about the segment, Moment of Bliss? Uh, you mean Moment of Piss? You didn't like that? I... Well, well, well. Here, here's the thing. So, in general, I don't like that that segment. Um, no, I don't like moment of bliss. I'm just talking about like this specific one. Right, and and um, you know, it, it made sense to a degree, but I just the reason why I didn't like it was I felt it made Bray Wyatt look very weak. Because here's a character that's not supposed to have any feelings, and you bring in, you bring in Alexa Bliss, which by itself is a good move because it gives, um, it gives uh, the uh, fiend character some depth. But he- here's the thing: so the second that Alexa Bliss gets mentioned, out comes the fiend. That's number one. That makes him weak because that means he's like pining over a girl. Number two, you know, he's in this feud with like the top heel in the company and Randy Orton. And yet, um, and yet all uh, Randy Orton has to do is grab a hold of, of Alexa Bliss and use her as a pawn to get what he wants because he even said it. It's not that hard to figure out what the um, what the fiend's weakness is. It's Alexa Bliss. That's been well established. So I don't know if you noticed this, but when um, when Randy had Alexa in his arms after the <coughs> after the lights came back up, you know. Uh, the, the fiend is just holding his arms out like please give her back to me like that's all he cares about so so it's very clear to me already that Randy Orton already has the upper hand okay, okay. so it, it's just was it was it a good segment um no I, I wouldn't say it was because you're making one of your one of your coolest characters, and and let's be honest, Alexa Bliss kind of resurrected my interest in the fiend because after, um, a- after 
both uh, Hell in a Cell last year and um, and the the Saudi Arabian shit show with, with and also um, the the fact that Goldberg was even involved in beating the fiend. So all of that just soured me on the character. So it, it's just um, so Alexa Bliss has kind of brought that back, but I. But this was like the first time where I don't think Alexa Bliss did the fiend any favors in this statement. So okay, all right. So let's uh, go on to the match. Go on your rant. Let's go. I even renamed you. I'm on the rant. Uh, oh, oh Lord. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me pull up and see what you. Oh, okay. Very well played, sir. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so match number one is Elias versus Jeff Hardy. I'm done with this. And my my rant is twofold here. Okay. Number one, how long is this feud gonna go? And I and I, I really hope that this is uh, this is over with after this quote unquote symphony of destruction match, which was pretty much just use a violin as a weapon and you're good to go. Well, apparently they said it was this was our final chapter or something. Uh, well, well if that's true, thank Christ. It was, uh, and, and as we'll get into later on, it was almost the final chapter of Jeff Hardy's life. Because mm-hmm. uh, okay. we almost witnessed a death on national television. Again. Oh, Again. Oh, boy. Okay, so so, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, the first the first part of this is, according to this storyline, Elias has got to be the dumbest fuck in the history of fuckery. Uh oh. Because it has been well established. New, new catchphrase. Well, no, I I've used that one before. Um, no, not in here. Uh, yes, I have. Oh, okay. okay. I have to go back. It, it was one of the early episodes. Yeah. Okay, go on. Go back and listen. Listen to the show. Well, bitch. well for the for the new <laughs> listeners. Anyway, um, yeah. But, and by the way, speaking of listeners, we're almost at sixteen hundred, so we're really making headway here. So thank you if you and if you're new, welcome to the show. And if you're a uh, OG of the of the, the podcast. We certainly appreciate continued patronage. What I don't what I don't appreciate is the continuation of the of the storyline because Elias is the only individual on the roster that doesn't realize that Jeff Hardy was not responsible for his accident. <laughs> You know, and so, hold on, is it just me or does he actually believe that? Well, apparently, because we. I have, mean, I, I mean, I, I get, I get, like acting like you believe it, but like, I think he really believes it. The way he's, the way he's acting. Well, and it just it makes him look so stupid because yeah. it, has been, it has been established over and over again that it was Seamus that. Um, that set this whole thing up. As a matter of fact, that feud was blown off in a bar fight. Yep, it was. You know, over the summer. So, so nobody really cares about this feud. 
And so, you know, I was sleepwalking through this match because it really doesn't mean a damn thing. Sleepwalking? What? Okay. I mean, you know, or I should say, in my case, sleep rolling. Um, Classic wheelchair humor there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, But um, the the second part of this that I really have an issue with... um, at the end, at the end of the match, Jeff sets up um, sets up Elias on the outside on a table, and he climbs all the way up—not just on the top rope. No, he uses the top rope to get himself onto the post. Now, the pro- the problem with this is that the steel steps were not moved. Um, this is this is the the post that holds um, the steel step if the steel steps in place that Jeff is on top of. Mm-hmm. And some idiot who should be fired immediately um, did not deem it necessary to tell somebody to move the fucking steps. <laughs> to avoid a potentially life-ending catastrophe, um, because because yes, uh, Jeff went through the table successfully, but he also hit his head on the back of the steps. And when I saw this, immediately I'm getting flashbacks to when his brother almost killed himself. Um, <laughs> with a fall um, involving uh, Sammy Guevara, where uh, Matt hit his head on the concrete, trying to hit a uh, side effect off a fucking uh, forklift mechanism. Um, You know, this is just a thought, uh, Elio, and um, feel free to jump in here with your thoughts. But maybe it's time for the Hardys to cut the shit um, with this uh, daredevil um, attitude because yeah. uh, you guys are in your 40s, number one, and okay. number two, um, I don't want to see your health compromised for a stupid fucking spot. I think, um, Matt, I think Matt's like 44, 45, something like that. Well, well, okay, well, then he's up in your age range. Which yeah, is, they, but what I'm saying, it's like, stop. It's enough already. You're in no, I, no, I know. And I'm, I'm just I'm just messing with you because I feel yeah. like being a dick. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just enough is enough. And, and seriously, did nobody have the sense to move the fucking stairs? Oh, and... Uh, the spot itself would have been fine. The fact that, look, all credit to Jeff, the fact that he can still pull that shit off is amazing. But let, let's, let's take, let's take um, our surroundings into account here and try not to decapitate ourselves on steel steps. Huh? That's a thought. <laughs> right. I, 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 might, I might enjoy the show a little bit more if I wasn't concerned about somebody dying. How, how about... Elias get getting shot electrocuted. <laughs> oh, and, and that's just that's just dumb. <laughs> what that, the hell? That, that was just stupid. 
was was just me or was that a bit of overacting? A bit? A lot of overacting. I mean, that, that was that was more overacted than a go, than a, the gold dust execution from two thousand two. No, yeah, okay. Have you ever you've seen Married to Children? I'm sure. Yes. Have you seen? Have you ever seen one of those episodes where Al gets electrocuted? Yes, I have. That's more believable than Elias electrocuting himself. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's 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 be real. The the level of acting on WWE television isn't exactly um isn't exactly award winning, but that was um that was particularly bad. But yeah. you know, once I got over the shock of just literally, I mean, I literally thought I I was witnessing that somebody die as soon as I saw him. Uh, hit his head. Now, apparently he's going to be just fine. He didn't even suffer a concussion off that, which I don't, which I don't know how, but you know, an angel was definitely sitting on uh, Jeff Hardy's shoulders in that situation and I'm, and I'm honestly very grateful that he didn't get hurt. Uh, match number two, can I just skip this strictly on, strictly on the criteria that it's it's slap dick and I don't give a fuck? Yeah, I will say this. It is up close. I don't know if they changed this mask. It looked a little more impressive than what he what he wore before. Unless it's the same one, I just never noticed it up close. Well, you know, either, either way, it looks like a cheap knockoff of Jason Voorhees. And anything that's... In it, it, you know what? I could, I could go to party packagers and buy a plastic plate and draw a face on there with a Sharpie and that call that my mask. Well, you know, is it, well, Shane Thorne's not exactly the most attractive dude, but they, you know, yeah, I mean, Shane, Shane, Shane Thorne sucks. I'm not a fan. But anyway, <clears throat> man, I'm, I'm really putting my asshole gear into another uh, dimension here. I must be warming up for our uh, for our double trip in the DeLorean later on because I'm in overdrive here. Right, let's say next because we're, um, we're we're skipping this match. I don't want to hear anything about the this. Yeah, because nobody gives a fuck. Yep, go on. Um, and, and actually, I do have to mention one thing. Why the fuck was Dana Brooke involved in a, in in this situation? Oh, I know why. Well, no, I yeah, I get it's rhetorical. Yeah, because they showed uh, the the replay. Oh God! But I'm just saying I know why, but it's just, it was just stupid. Like I don't understand. Speaking of something I don't understand, uh, the Miz and Morrison want to have a sit-down chat with Sheamus, who is still, um, last time I checked, is still a major heel on Monday Night Raw, right? See the actually, I'm, okay. Okay, when we get there, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain. Okay, go on. So, so no, no, I'm literally asking. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. Sheamus is supposed to be a major heel on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, 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 but that, but that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna explain after, like in the minute when we have the match. Okay. So, yeah. aside from that, it, 
confusing the hell out of me in, in the fact that he's um, acting all chummy chummy with uh, Drew McIntyre, who's their number one, he, who's their number one face in the in the company right now, let alone the fucking WWE champion. Um, so their uh, their dynamic makes absolutely no sense. You know, it's just it. It's honestly ridiculous because, like, I I really like Sheamus. Sheamus has been one of my favorites for a very long time. And uh, despite the fact that he's a four-time WWE champion, uh, you wouldn't know that based on some of the situations that he's been booked in. And the fact that he has been, um, one, involved in the... Uh, uh, Jeff Hardy storyline and the fact that he has uh, consistently been in the ring with The Miz as of late, that's not really helping his stock in my opinion because anything that The Miz is involved in, I just don't give a damn. Hold on, Ben. Before you go on, because we're early into your review, I'm just going to pull up the grades for what we have so far. Okay. And, and then... Okay, we're going to set a world record here because automatically I have to go into another rant. Okay, so apparently Moment of Bliss got a B plus. Oh, <laughs> oh kiss my ass. <laughs> which, which side are you looking at? I'm looking at Bleach Report because I use that for like a, my AEW stuff. Oh, God. Well, perhaps I, I, I bought fruit better than ringside news. Perhaps you should actually have a pleasure report because the fact that I got a B plus is embarrassing. uh, Speaking of embarrassing, and this is the only part that I need to mention as it relates to Lana, Asuka versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, Lana pinned Shayna Baszler. um, And I, at this point... I would like to have a moment of silence to mourn the death of the career of Shayna Baszler. Oh, no. Shut up. We're having a moment of silence. Ten-second moment of silence. Thanks for playing along, ladies and gentlemen. I just had to do that because unlike WWE main roster creative, I actually give a fuck about Shayna Baszler. I'm sorry, Ben? Yeah. Um, say it again. Uh, what happened there? With uh, Lana, what happened? Well, she, she pinned Shayna Baszler. And yes, my heart was hurting after this. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. I had to play that clip. Well, well, I, well, I don't blame you. So, the only, pretty much the only... Um, next up, we had... Uh, I'm sorry, where was I? I lost everywhere. We, we uh, had our moment of silence. Yeah. So Xavier Woods and Cedric Alexander. I'm just glad that that Cedric Alexander is getting a, a chance to shine in a in a uh, 
and a storyline that's a bigger deal. This um, was this was actually uh, my my only highlights actually here was this match. Well, yeah, I I had two highlights, and this was definitely one of them. Okay, what's your other one, or did we get to it yet? Because it's probably uh, going. Well, it, it's 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 coming up right now, and that is um. And that is the triple threat match between Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and AJ Styles. Oh, by the um, way, hold on. Before you go on, by the way, the Cedric uh, Alexander match, yeah. they, gave, they gave that a B plus. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And uh, this next one, the triple threat match, go on, say, 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 uh, say your pardon, and I'll, I'll give you the grade. This was my highlight, too, by the way. Um. Yeah, but see, see, um, as good as the wrestling was, and I could I could watch any combination of these three guys ad nauseum for a few years without getting bored. Um, the ma- the match was fine, but uh, to me, the outcome was uh, was a foregone conclusion, and the reason I say that is because. You know, uh, one, Matt Riddle has not been built up enough to have a number one contender uh, status with the WWE title. Uh, I mean, I love the guy, and he's definitely going to get there, but he's just not there yet. And you expect me to believe, with the way that he has been booked, that Keith Lee is going to have a shot at the WWE Championship since he came over to Monday Night Raw from NXT. His promos are, are so his promos are so bad. Uh, oh my god. What what they have done to this man. They have bastardized him to a level where he's unrecognizable. So uh, this uh, this this match got to be Well, and, and I'm good with that. Okay. So um we with the exception of that one boo-boo, Bleacher, Bleacher Report has somewhat uh, redeemed itself. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what, what, what I really liked about uh, at the, I liked the end of the match where it almost has AJ Arda on his shoulders and he's just looking at Drew McIntyre taunting him. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, whole, the, the whole match was really good. I mean, it was, it was 12 minutes, almost 13 minutes long. And um, and you know this was this was easily the best thing on the show, um, and uh, and like I said, anytime I get these guys in the ring, you're not gonna get a complaint from me. So um, real quick, I'm gonna give you the the other grades after that uh, atrocity at the beginning. C plus for the Hardy match. The one that we didn't go through was just a straight C. Miss TV got a B minus. And yeah. uh, Oscar Lana versus Gina Basin and Ajax got a D plus. Isn't that a shame for any that match is involving so Oscar? I mean, see, God. Yeah. Oh my God, that's just terrible. But speaking of something that's terrible, um, is the fact that this triple threat match that we just finished going over was not the main event of the show. Right. Because somebody deemed it necessary to put something on after that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and one of those somethings was Dana Brooks versus Reckoning. And again... I'm sorry, Mia Yim. 
I am I am so sorry. And, and once again, we have to host a moment of silence for the career of Mia Yim. Silence speaks <laughs> volumes, doesn't it? Does it not? Yes, it does. I I absolutely love it. Tell you what, they gave this match a D because I find it disgusting that Dana Brooke defeated Mia Yim in her debut match. Oh, come I, on, I, that's I, disgusting. I, I find it blasphemous. I find it. I find it so ridiculous. It almost reaches a religious level of uh, atrocity. I'll tell you. Actually, I'm. I'm going to read out the analysis for this one because oh, please, I. Please I the biggest failure on WWE's part is how long it took Mia Yim to get a match on Raw, and all these screaming at her for losing didn't help. This bout was short and didn't accomplish anything except adding another loss to Retribution's record. Yep. Uh, I would I would like to um, applaud every single word of what you just of what you just read. Um, so the, the main event for some ungodly reason on a show that involved a triple threat match with AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and Matt fucking Riddle. I would have flipped these two set matches around, seriously. You think? This, this, this is a yes, mid-card so match. This is not a main event match. This is a mid-card match. And, and like, okay, so look at it this way. Okay, I get it. Drew McIntyre is the WWE champion. You want the champion to be in the main event. Don't put Drew McIntyre in the ring with The Miz and John Morrison. Give me a goddamn break. Okay, this is what oh, I, this was all what I was gonna. This is what, what I was gonna say uh, earlier. Um, so. Sheamus, I don't know whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, but the way I'm looking at this, it's either of two two things. He's either using Drew McIntyre and he's gonna turn on him through, uh, down, down the road, or this is Sheamus and Cesaro 2.0. Remember when they first put them together, they weren't getting along, they were trying to like they were trying to get the tape spotlight away from each other. And then after yeah. a while, they got to, they got along. Well, I, and, and yes, I do. I do remember that. But he, but here's why I I tend to believe that it's option one versus option two. Okay. Because it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to put the reigning WWE champion into a tag team. And don't make them tag team champions. We don't need that. Well, that that would just be asinine to the nth degree. So I don't I don't see that happening. Um, and and with that, I will toss it over to Elio for his take on NXT. All right, NXT this week. Um, so you you didn't see the show you said. No, I was too. I was too busy watching quality professional wrestling called AEW Winter's Coming. Okay, cool. All right. So we had uh, in the opening match, it was Damian Priest and Leon Ruff defeating Legado del Fantasma, Santos Escobar, and uh, Raúl Mendoza. Um, uh, 
what's his name? Uh, what do they call him? Uh, yeah, Joaquin Wild uh, was taken out by Damien Priest uh, backstage. Yeah, and I and I, ha I have to I have to wonder why they are um, why they are positioning Leon Ruff with Damian Priest at this point, considering that they're going into a match against each other at Takeover. That just strikes me as a little odd. I understand what they're doing. The Leon Ruff is Barry Horowitz 2.0, but I don't I don't. I don't get it. Uh, no. Hmm. Oh. Me See, the fans, that's how boring the product is uh, becoming. It's even uh, making my co-host tired. Yeah. To the point that he's yawning on air, which <laughs> might be viewed as unprofessional, but in this case, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> unprofessional my ass no. I said which might be viewed as unprofessional by myself I said others might okay alright I'll, I'll let you pass so take that finger back <laughs> watch, watch you gotta watch <laughs> okay, then we had an Undisputed Era video package um, where they were discussing their upcoming War Games match. And in the second match, uh, Cameron Grimes defeating August Gray. Now, I have a question. What do you think about August Gray? I haven't seen enough of them to, to form an I already know you like. I already know you like Cameron Grimes. Come on. You're warming up to the guy. I I am warming up to the guy. Yeah. See here, we can eat, but, but get, a, get 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 a get a shirt, get a sweater, get something. <laughs> well, he already has a sweater. He needs a shirt to cover up the sweater. Yeah, seriously. Good lord. Um, okay. Uh, then we had Jake Atlas defeating Tony Nese. which was not a bad match. Uh, okay. Ben, now have you been uh, following this storyline with Zia Lee? No. No. No, for, I haven't. For, for real. But you've been watching NXT. Haven't you seen these segments with Zia Lee and Boa? I've seen some of them, but it just comes off as very random to me. Okay, I just don't understand where they're going with this because in this segment, this was just bad. They had... They had Bowen's Ali, um, like in this, in this tub or this whatever with the water, and they had that old guy, just repeat, just repeating over and over again, and like uh, they were like dunk Zayali's head into the water, pull it back up, it's like again, and then repeating it over and over. And I'm like, oh my god, where's this going? They better do something here. Uh Oh my, you know what I just thought, thought of? That could be terribly racist because that could be considered Chinese waterboarding. And Zia Lee is Chinese. It is just, it is, it's just so bad. And like, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. 
Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes WWE just has these uh, brain farts that are absolutely unbelievably stupid. And to um to have a Chinese American in a waterboarding segment is ridiculous. Yeah, I think terrible. Then we had the Kings of NXT cutting a promo in the ring about Sunday night. Pat McAfee talking about like how they're gonna take out the Emsputer and they're gonna win their match at War Games. I swear to God, if if that happens, I'm gonna have a problem. You don't like Pat McAfee? Uh, well, he he earned my respect at NXT Takeover Thirty. I'm saying, what about his promos? You don't like his promos? Oh, I, I absolutely do. I'm just I'm just saying that if if yeah. they beat undisputed oh, yeah, in yeah, a straight up wrestling match, I I mean I find Pat McAfee to be extremely entertaining. I mean he's had the best outside influence on professional wrestling since Mike Tyson. Now um. Okay, then we had, what do you think about these guys? I think I asked you this before, Grizzled Young Veterans. I love them. I absolutely love them. Now, their next match was Grizzled Young Veterans versus Everrise, who are just a terrible team. I don't know how they're even still on in NXT. I don't get it. But um, Imperium shows up and takes I two of us. And uh, Imperium shows up, takes him out. So now it's Imperium versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Well, well, that's an interesting matchup. That was a good match. And um, a lot better than Everrise versus Grizzled Young Veterans would have been. And then we have the main event, Shotzi Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez for the War Games Advantage. Shotzi Blackheart climbing the ladder to retrieve the briefcase, and now Team Shotzi has the advantage, the War Games advantage. And remind me, what is the War Games advantage? Where um they get uh, they get to pick a uh, they get to pick a uh, their um team. They get first pick on their team, so. If there's uh, like one and one in there, then uh, whoever won the Williams advantage, that uh, person's team member can, uh, gets to come out first. Oh, so, so it gives them like an early two on one advantage? Yeah, so it's like a coin toss. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So that is your that is uh, your review for FNXT this week and now. We are going to go over to AEW. Ben, did you know that winter's coming? I did. And, and you know what? We're not even prepared. I forgot to wear my hat and my jackets. Well, I have I have a long sleeve shirt on, so. Well, so do I. I'm good to go, so. <laughs> okay. I, I borrowed an extra heavy one from, from my dad because we are ready. All right, let's um, go. Um, you know, and, and I got I got to tell you, I was I was concerned about AEW being able to live up to the hype train that they were putting behind this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the last time last time for any um, for any brand that a singular show was given this much juice behind it. So I was very um, 
I was very curious, and I'm happy to say that um, this show delivered on all fronts. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Now, now be. Now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be uh, very honest with you, Elio. But because because of the mad nature of this show, I'm gonna go through everything, um, because uh, because I think that makes the most sense. Um, oh, sorry, repeat that. You cut out. So no, I I said because of the importance of this show, I'm gonna go through everything. You're not. You are, or you're not. I am. Okay, yeah, okay. That's why I said repeat that because you, you cut out of that part. Oh, my bad. Yeah, go on. So uh, the first match, we have the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. And, um, you know, I have to say, out, outside of the Royal Rumble, I am not a fan of the Battle Royal concept um, because nothing seems to be on the line. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what the significance of the dynamite diamond ring is. I know, I. I know MJF got it last year, and we've seen him use it in some of his heel tactics, but I'm not sure what the uh, prestige behind it is supposed to be. Um, so that automatically put... Um, put this match behind the eight ball one because of what I just mentioned and two um, because I'm a, I'm a little bit jaded when it comes to battle royals these days okay um, but one one thing that I did like um, about this one is there were there were a lot of um, storylines being played out within that match it wasn't just like like a bum rush to get everybody out. There was a lot of uh, interesting interplay. Uh, one and one example of that was um, was Hangman Page and the Dark Order um, because um, the Dark Order is still trying to maintain a friendly relationship with Adam Page um, since they, since. They've been associated with Paige since he got kicked out of um, BTE. Um, so the fact that they saved him from elimination once uh, was interesting. Um, and then, and then another example was um, was Matt Hardy eliminating uh, Isaiah Cassidy despite their uh, their association. Um, the, and, and another aspect of it that I like, this was, this was Miro's strongest showing since his AEW debut. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say, I will say again and again that I do not like this partnership that he has going on with Kip Sapien. That just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Now, you now, are you happy with the who won this one, though? Even though, um, even though we, we knew. Well, um, yes, I, yes, I was, but at the same point, I was a little bit confused. And and we'll get we'll get to that in just a minute. But getting back to yep. Miro just yep. moment, momentarily, 
it's 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 worth note it's worth noting that he got rid of four people by himself. Yeah. So he he definitely had his strongest showings. I, I, I also liked him in Wardlow. Yeah, I, I I absolutely and you know and that could be a big money feud down the line for for um, AEW because um, if, if Wardlow keeps improving at the rate that he has. I can see him being a big deal for AEW in the future. Actually, um, because I'm subscribed to AEW Unrestricted, I said I like to listen to them. I'm listening to all their previous episodes, trying to catch up. They had Wardlow on this week. I still have to listen to that one though. But uh, they had he was a guest this week. And for which show is that? AEW Unrestricted, their podcast. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to go back and take a look at that. Um, so so those were some of the things that I liked about the um I liked about the Battle Royal. Um but I was a little bit confused because why why would they have two winners? Well, because okay, um like why have a why have a final when the dynamite diamond? It's not even a tournament. I I, I don't. And I don't you know get what? That. And you know what? They're having this next week. I think they should have had it later that night because this is just a nothing match. Like what is it? It's for a ring. And Orange uh, yeah. Cat. Or how much? Do you, how much do you think Orange Cassie really cares about a ring? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of this didn't make sense, and like. For me, if you're going to have a battle royal, then there needs to be a definitive winner because otherwise it just comes off as pointless. It, 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 you know what was stupid? Okay, you, I, I just saw this. Now they had uh, the win, the winner challenges MJF for the ring, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's stupid that they have, that they had this for to decide who faces MGF for the ring. I think it should have been for the ring itself so that we actually have a new champion exactly. coming out of this. Well, that's that's how I would have done it. And like, it, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, and, it, and it, like I said before, it brings in the question, like, what exactly is the prestige of the, di- of the dynamite diamond, of the dynamite diamond Ring, I, you know I, say, I really have no idea. I wish I knew. <laughs> yeah, try, try to say, say that, that five times fast. Jesus. Wait, say it again. I said try to say that five times. Yeah, fast. no. What would you say? What'd you say though? The the prestige of the dynamite ring. Yeah, I I I don't I don't get it. So they're gonna have to do a much better job of explaining that to me. I'm not really gonna try and say that five times fast. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, go on next. What do you have next? So, um, and next, and this was another actual match that confused me. Although I did like, I did like the ending. Mm, which one's this? Chris Jericho versus Kazarian. You like this? I didn't like the actual match, but oh, I liked, okay, okay. I liked the um. What happened at the end? Okay, because I was going to say that uh, this match for me fell flat. Yeah, um, you know, and they kept putting over the fact that this was the first time that they 
had ever uh, faced off, which I'm not sure why that was a big deal because it was so obvious mm-hmm. that, it, that it was their first time having been in different companies their entire careers. Um, but um, so it, it just seemed random. And to me, Chris Jericho didn't look good because if you think about it, Chris and Kaz are around the same age and Kaz looks so much better than Chris. Okay. Um, I'll I'll tell you you what, in terms of the growth around his midsection, um, something has happened to Jericho. Okay. I don't know if he's slacking off on his uh, cardio or whatever, but... um, it's um he just he just doesn't look very good to me. I'm sorry not to to interrupt, but um when we get the SmackDown uh, results review, I've yeah. got CBS open because their notification just came up on my phone, so I'm gonna use a grace from CBS. Okay, very good. Um, so that yeah, to your point, that match kind of fell flat for me. As did Britt Baker versus Layla Hirsch. Oh, right. Oh, oh, that was terrible. Uh, the women's the women's division continues to be the most glaring weakness on AEW television. After okay, I've been that for a question. Yeah. We're in a pandemic, right? Yeah. People should be washing their hands and being in the practicing safety, right? Yeah. Why is Britt Baker using the lockjaw with her with her hand without wearing a glove? Why? Unsanitary. I know. That's a, that's actually a very good point. Stop putting your fingers in someone else's mouth. That's just disgusting. For small sense, <laughs> unsanitary. Use a glove. Yeah. Well. And, and- that, and to your point, that, that's a very uh, that's a very solid argument. Um, I did, I didn't I actually didn't think about that, but that that I I would I would find it very entertaining to to uh, ask Tony Tony Khan that question. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I told you, Mister E, to be unrestricted. If I ever get to an episode um, with Tony Khan and they actually ask him. That question, I'm gonna, I'm gonna all let you know. Uh, yeah, please do keep me up, keep me up to date. Okay, uh, go on next match. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Before you go on with this, because this is a two part, what did you think of the match itself? Um, I didn't really like it. I, I, I kind of. It felt kind of flat to me. I had I had much higher expectations for this match. What about you? Yeah, the match itself would come felt kind of flat, but oh my god, the ending. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, the well, end. Yes. And, on. For for the sake of entertainment, we're just gonna skip to the end. Yes. So the light the lights go out after uh, Cage attacks Dustin, and he, and it's 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 Sting, okay. and, and the way that Tony Schiavone put this over, 
Yeah. It was absolutely great. I popped for this. <laughs> I did too, you know, because I I was a huge I was a huge Sting fan when he was going uh, one on one or against the, not one on one, but when he was uh, having that feud with the NWO. Mm-hmm. And you know he he did the whole crow gimmick, and then he switched to the. Um, well, he had the baseball bat. Did uh, this resemble the Sting from 1997? Exactly. I like that Sting. Um, yeah, so it, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be very interesting. Now, uh, you know what I, hold on, you know what I find interesting? Every time something ha- every time something happens, Tony Khan's on it right away. Sting just made his debut, and already we get Tony Khan has just signed Sting to a multi-year contract. Well, well, here's the thing, and that brings up an interesting, um, an interesting point, um, because like I was so ecstatic to see Sting, because like I said, I've I've always been a Sting guy. Okay. Um. But the, the but the thing is, at his age, what is he gonna do in the ring? Because yeah, I, I was just gonna ask you, uh, what do you what do you, did he signed all he signed this multi year contract? What do you what do you see him though? I I, I see him as as an on screen character. Okay. Um, but I don't see him as an active in ring performer, especially. So, so you don't think he's gonna have a match? He might have a match, but even even that, I would be I would be very hesitant because look what happened the last time we saw Sting in a, in a match. Seth Rollins um, Seth Rollins uh, threw him into the corner and uh, and pr- pretty much uh, right he got uh, he landed the wrong way. Yeah, and, and he uh, sustained a serious neck injury. Yeah. Um, now. No, I actually, I actually give uh, Seth Rollins credit because he felt horrible and was very apologetic. So I'm not going to go after Seth for that. No, no, that's why I was saying like uh, Rollins uh, hit him within the corner, but uh, and uh, he landed the wrong way. Yeah. So I mean, so the moment uh, was super, super cool um, for AEW and. Uh, um, you know, and I, I certainly went nuts, um, but uh, but it it'll, it'll just, I don't know what the long term ramifications of it is going to be because I don't know what Sting can do outside of being an on screen character. You know, I mean, it, I mean, if this was like two thousand five, I could see him having a run like he did in TNA. But this is 2020, so to me, this is an entirely different ball game. Um, next up after that, we have um, Moxley getting some promo time. Uh, he says that he and Omega are destined to be rivals. Um, and tonight they're going to battle with swords on top of a mountain that's a long way down. Stakes could be higher, and I'm getting uh, game runs feels out here. Um, but uh, you know, this match was was amazing. 
I think I think it lived up to every bit of the hype. Um, and uh, obviously, everybody was talking about the ending. Uh, as I've said in the past, I prefer not to go through a move by move synopsis of the match. I think I think it, I do I do the uh, the fans a better service by just saying go check out this match if you haven't seen it. Um, you like you like to say like okay, uh, what about the end though? Um. So there were aspects that I liked and aspects that I didn't like. I love having having uh, Kenny completely uh, morph into the cleaner. Uh, we've we've ha- we've had that uh, being teased for months now, um, and I, now that the transformation is complete, absolutely love it. Um, but here here is my issue right so as soon as as soon as um don callus came out i'm like okay something's gonna happen here um so so that kind of took the shock value out of the heel turn number one number two if you're going to do that um i would not have kenny omega's right hand man be don callus it's it's not that I have an issue with Don Callis. It's just I don't think that he was the most impactful choice you could make. And since, for instance, since it's now being teased that AEW and Impact are going to have a business relationship because Kenny is appearing on Impact next Tuesday, um, if you're going to do that, and you already have a relationship with Impact in place, why not have the Good Brothers or, um, like, the the Impact World Champion come out and screw Omega? Or, you know, actually, the Good Brothers would, would have made a lot more sense because they have history with with Omega. Um, oh, who, you know, with who, the, with, who, with who is the, the Bullet Club and stuff. So. Who is the Impact Champion? I don't even remember. Um, I it's it's escaping me at, at the current at the current moment, but I, um, I just see how memorable impact can be at times. <laughs> yeah, if, you, I, if you if you don't watch it every week, well, and, and I don't. I haven't watched it consistently since um, since like 2017, 2016. Um, okay. I'm just being honest with you. Yep. Um, but you know, it, so it was done. It was done well, but I I wouldn't have had it. I wouldn't have had it be done with Don Callis. I think if you had done it with somebody like um, Gallows and Anderson or someone in that same category, that would have been much more impactful. But having said that, overall, I felt that this show really delivered in terms of its big moments uh, with Sting and, of course, the main event. The rest of it was hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected a more stacked show um, for how um, for how much they hyped it up. But well, the- we, we had, like, uh, five matches. 
but I mean, so so the big moments delivered. So I was very happy about that. And and over, overall, I think the show accomplished its goal. Okay. All right, uh, now on to SmackDown, and then we are going into break. Oh, thank God, my 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 voice box might need it here in a minute. <laughs> um, All right, so but um, anyway, um, uh, let's... I only found one uh, grade on that uh, the one side, so I'm going to stick. I'm actually going to stick with the uh, bleacher for the grades. So, but um, here we go with the uh, SmackDown. So in the opening segment, we had uh, Roman Reigns being being interviewed by Kayla Braxton. Uh, Roman and uh, Jay Uso came out, and uh, Roman immediately took issue with the way Kayla Braxton introduced him. And he was talking about, and he was talking down uh, Jay Uso again. And then uh, Kevin Owens came out challenged him to a match tonight, a tag team match, uh, but Roman was hesitant. However, Jay grabs a mic and said that they accept. And you know what happens when he just does things without uh, Roman, uh, without Roman even uh, realizing it. Yeah. So that sets up uh, that sets up a main event tonight, but also Owens challenges them to a match, challenges Roman Reigns to match TLC, a tables, ladders, and chair match. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like the segment, but it, it, it's um, it, I didn't I didn't think they would they had to announce the the match type the way that they did because it's a foregone conclusion that it would be a TLC <laughs> right? match. Yeah, Owens is, yeah. Like, Owens is like, I got it. Why don't we in- include tables, ladders, and chairs? Duh. That's, uh, your, yeah. that's your main match. So um, that segment uh, got an A. Well, the segment, the segment getting an A, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. So, um, and that brings us to our first match. It was Natalia versus Bailey with Bianca oh, Belair. So- Bianca Belair on commentary. This match was terrible. Kill me now, okay? <laughs> we we had we had what we we thank God for the opening and closing segments because the rest of this was just Bailey. You know, Bailey. Spent most of the match worrying about Bianca Belair. Well, she, she should. She didn't even do anything in the match. What did she do? She did that one drop kick on the outside uh, uh, into the turnbuckle. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, the, the pacing of the show was a little bit weird because they had, they had one match in like 60 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? The one, I'm sorry, say it again. So the pacing of the show was oh, like really, right, really yes. weird because they had uh, like one match in like 60 minutes, wow. and they they only had four total matches. Yeah, so this one got a C minus. I didn't like this one. Next, we had uh, a, a Pat Patterson tribute match with the six former Intercontinental champions. Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, and Big E defeating Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Dolph Ziggler. 
I would have just stuck with the tribute package. I thought the tribute package was the, nice. vi- the video was fine. I like the video when they played. Actually, um, hold on. I believe there was an early Saturday Night's Mid event uh, where uh, Roddy, prior to WrestleMania three, where uh, Piper said he would lose, he would retire, win, lose, or draw. Yeah. They played the package for Roddy Piper using that song. That one was well done at that time. Yeah. Definitely. Did you see that one? Um. Oh I, no! I thought you were talking. I thought you were comparing. Um, no, no, compar- it's a, no. Comparing Piper's to Patterson's. Well, no, the video, the both the video packages were done well, but they both uh, had the same song playing in the video. Oh, oh, did they? I didn't notice that. Yeah, that was uh, prior to WrestleMania three when uh, Piper said he would retire, win, lose, or draw. So okay, well, we, well, well, we know how retirements go in pro wrestling. Yeah, right. I, yeah. Believe, I believe at that time he actually did retire because he went off to film uh, Body Slam. And if you haven't God. watched that, you should check that out. Was it any good? I liked it. So some might say, "Oh, it's just like campy '80s movies." I thought it was fun. I I enjoyed it. Besides, you get to see Ric Flair, Bruno Sammartino, Larry Zbysko, all these uh, wrestlers. So oh, I, thought, pretty cool. I, I thought it was fine. Um, okay, this so dispatch though, what would you have given it? Uh, maybe a C. Okay. Are you, you're, you're about to get mad. Oh, Lord. This uh, site gave this match an A. For what? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is the criteria? <laughs> like, 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 even right now, my pug is crawling out my leg. Like, what the hell? I'm going to give you the criteria here. Any analysis? Graded as a traditional match, this very obviously lacked a heat segment to really tie everything together. Limited for time and determined to pay homage to Pat Patterson, his love of a good finish and crowd-pleasing spots. Said heat segment was expendable in the name of hitting all the high notes. Oh, oh, well, you know, clearly their, their, uh, their standards are very low. When it comes to grading these things, well, like it's funny. They say Ziggler paid tribute to Patterson with his antics after the match. Okay, that's well, a that's a that's a real stretch. Next up, we had War of the Words, Carmella and Sasha Banks. Ben, kill me now. Just just, just kill me now because the the this, the. The gap in the talent level is astronomical. Uh, this was not good. No, I, no, it wasn't. I didn't enjoy it in the Car- Carmella's delivery. Come on. It's, it's weird. Sasha Banks' laugh. Um, Sasha Banks' annoying laugh. And, and plus, you know, not to be unkind, but there, there was this entire segment I was very distracted by Carmella's face because <laughs> what? because her nose is so off center it's comical. 
Oh my god, look at the, the picture now. What the? Well, I'm, uh, yeah. like, like, it definitely looks like she's had too much plastic oh surgery. The nose, look at that, the nose. Well, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just yeah, it's no, no, I, no I, I see what you mean. I'm looking at the look, what the hell? So, I mean, you know, the, through all the plastic surgery, you think somebody could fix that fucking, you know, nose we, problem. I, I'm sure you gave this one an F. Unjustifiably so, even though it pains me to give anything involving uh, uh, Sasha Banks a failing grade. This, I don't understand this website. They give the B. Oh, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it says, don't look now, but Carmela outshine Banks here. On what planet? I don't understand. Like, I, you know what? You know what confused me the most about this? What's that? I didn't, I didn't understand anything that either one was saying. I just didn't. But, yeah. I just didn't get it. They were like all over the place. And I'll tell you what, because and like for for me personally, right? So I know that Carmela is not that bad. Like. Like she's actually very entertaining in her in her own right, and she's she's an extremely pretty lady. Yeah. Um, and and this that one this gimmick is fucking weird, but two, it makes her look hideous. The um, the the makeup is not done well. The look with the all red it sucks. It looks it looks like Eva Marie all over again. And I thought I heard something about that. That one's supposed to make her return. Well, well, oh my God! Don't don't give me nightmares, Elio. Sorry, sorry. I'm okay. just I'm just now getting over the visions of all those creatures you introduced me to in October. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next match. We had Murphy defeating, no, sorry, Corbin defeating King Murphy, uh, defeating Buddy Murphy, who again was accompanied by the Mysterio family. Are we done yet? I, God damn, I hope so. Jesus Christ. Why, why, why are we still seeing this pairing? Because because I think we're going to get a wedding angle and fuck, then. And, fuck, and then fuck. And, <laughs> fuck. And then Murphy's going to turn on the Mysterios because, because he has Aaliyah. Yeah, no, fuck. And, and then I'm freaking, okay, tonight uh, Corbin brought out his uh, two backups. Uh, they, they mentioned who they were because I didn't recognize them at first, but they were Steve Cutler and uh, Wesley Blake. Yeah, and did, and did you notice that, uh, that Jackson Riker is nowhere to be found? Nope, I noticed that. Which, no if you, which, if you really think about it, it's very strange because, because I can understand people getting annoyed that he would that he would support Donald Trump on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. For, for for me, he can say whatever the fuck he wants to say. One, because it, it's a free country, but two, uh, because he he served in the Marines. So so the fact that he's off TV because of a tweet is a little bit ridiculous, but. What what makes it even more ridiculous is isn't 
isn't Vince a, an avid supporter of Donald Trump? So yeah. why would he? Why why would Jackson Riker be off TV for supporting Trump? See how see how stupid all this is. You know, it, it, it's just ridiculous. And I feel what what I found interesting was uh, that the, the, the it was uh, Wesley Blake out out there because uh, Blake and Murphy. <laughs> I actually, I expected them to be called up to the main roster to tag team years back. I thought they would be called up. I did too. I agree. So this match, uh, did you like this? I don't know. No. I didn't like this at all. They gave this one a C. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That brings us to our main event. Kevin Owens and Otis. Actually, uh, I I wonder. I swear, they're gonna start calling them this, aren't they? If this is a tag a new team, they're gonna start calling them the Blue Collar Brawlers, aren't they? Pretty much. <laughs> that name, I don't know. Well, well, already this this show is groundbreaking because we've already managed to make you say four fucks, and we almost got a fifth. <laughs> but <laughs> so the main event, uh, which thing of this match? You said this was uh, the the opening and ending worked for you. Yeah, the, the, this one worked for me. I, I really I really like the the storytelling between uh, between um, Jay and uh, Roman because it, it's almost like. Roman is beating Jay into submission right now, but event eventually um, Jay is just going to be the good little soldier because he's going to, but not because he's being forced to as he is right now. Eventually, Jay is just going to buy into it, and then they're going to start like a Samoan dynasty because once, once Jay fully embraces the shield persona and doesn't go back and forth, um, you know, then the next progression in the storyline is going to be to bring somebody else in to fill out the bloodline. Now, um, okay, I still have to go back and watch this match, which I'm going to go watch it because I have it recorded. I'm reading here that Reigns beat the unholy hell out of Jey Uso. Did he beat Jey Uso down after the match? Yeah, yeah, he beat, he beat up... Um, he beat up Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. Damn. Oh, so what was that one about Jey Uso? Because he said something about consequences. Is that uh, for agreeing for agreeing to for accepting yeah. the match? Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because it says Owens defeats Reigns and Uso by disqualification. So they gave this one an A. I well, I agree with that. I do. So I uh, okay. So I asked you at the beginning, before we go into break, I asked you at the beginning. Well, obviously you didn't see NXT, but from what you heard of my review, um, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, which one is uh, first for you? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say SmackDown. SmackDown, and then NXT, and then Raw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the same because uh, as bad as SmackDown was, 
I mean, the opening and ending, but uh, Raw is just... Oh, Raw is abysmal. Raw is a joke. <laughs> Raw, Raw makes it embarrassing for me to be a pro wrestling fan. I gave, I gave Miss TV a C only because you know, I, I like Sheamus now. I just want to see where they go with this story. Right. The, the rest of it, Cedric Alexander, I gave a B to that match. And the AJ Styles, I gave a B plus to that match, the triple threat. The rest of it was just garbage. Yeah. Ms. Yeah, Morrison, Ms. Morrison, I gave a, a C. For they, that did, they did or you did? I did. I, I gave okay. it a C. I, I, I liked that in the, uh, no, sorry. <sighs> sorry, I'm getting that mixed up with uh, the triple threat, which uh, should have been this main, the main event, but uh, yeah. For Raw, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, SmackDown, NXT, Raw. I agree. Okay, so. Um, AEW topped everything. Oh, so between NXT and AEW, you would go with AEW? Yeah. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it, I would go with AEW over NXT. I mean, I'm, I'm looking back at the card. I mean, okay, it sounded fine. Like, the matches sounded fine. But uh, for a go-home show, besides that ladder match, nothing uh, really stood out. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I'm sorry, well, am I the, keeping you awake? Well, the thing, the, the actually, actually, I am quite tired, but um, <laughs> you want me to get you a cup of coffee? Actually, I don't drink coffee. I'll just get another soda when I'm done here. Oh, okay. No, but um, yeah, except except for the demon priest, uh, Legado the Fantasma match. And, yeah. um, NXT, and NXT is just missing so much of what made it special in the first place. Like, except for the opening match, the Damien Priest and the Pat McAfee promo. Maybe the Grizzly Gang Veterans uh, versus uh, Imperium and the ladder match. Um, I, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, uh, NXT leaves a lot to be desired nowadays. I mean, I, I, I still have to watch um, the last two matches, the Grizzling Veterans, but I started doing that before, but then uh, SmackDown was on, so I stopped NXT and I watched SmackDown. Oh, well. But um, we're going to go into break now, and then we'll be back with our two time warps. We have two this week. Then we're gonna do our war games, and then we're gonna close off for the week till Tuesday. Absolutely. So stay tuned for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Ben, are you ready to fire up the DeLorean? Absolutely. It's been a while. We are going. We are going to two destination points this week. Our first being November twenty second, nineteen ninety, for the Survivor Series nineteen ninety, and. Um, what you think of the Survivor Series? I know you were telling me off air that uh, you were a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I think I think what con- what confused me um, one was like 
Because all of the teams pretty much were like super teams. Yeah. Um, so that part was cool. But um, it just seemed to me like the finishes were very random. Like, because people would get pinned on like basic maneuvers, like counters off the ropes or, uh, you know, small packages, but, or, or like leg drops or something like that. And it just, the, the eliminations just seemed to take place for the sake of it. There wasn't really a reason for each elimination to take place the way it did. Okay. So let's uh, go over this. Right, we start with a dark match. Uh, Shane Douglas defeating Playboy Buddy Rose. Have you ever seen Buddy Rose? I'm sure you've seen Buddy Rose. I don't think I have, actually. Oh, okay. Um, YouTube, hit, go and uh, look him up on YouTube. Um, this guy was popular He in the AWA. He was His tag team partner was Doug Summers, and they were managed by Sensational Sherry. Oh well, that well, that's a good that's a good manager to have. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we our opening match is the Ultimate Warriors defeating the Perfect Team. The Ultimate Warriors comprise of Texas Tornado, Legion of Doom, and of course the Ultimate Warrior. And the Perfect Team consisted of Crush, Demolition, and Mister. Uh, sorry, Demolition, Mister. Perfect. Which okay, I have to ask you, what do you like? Demolition, the three-man tag, or Demolition, the original two? Original two. Yeah. Uh, Crush, I don't know. He just, just felt out of place in that group for me. I like Axe and Smash. Absolutely. I'm a sucker for originals. Like, you don't... Like, I don't really see the point in messing with the formula if it doesn't have to be adjusted. Yep. Okay, then we had the million dollar team consistent. Well, uh, but but hang, hang on one hang on one second. Let me just uh uh put, put uh pose a question here. Um now is it just me or was was this first match a little weird because like right off the bat, Animal Hawk and uh, demolition were were DQ'd uh, for making uh, contact with the ref. Not not immediately, but like less than ten minutes into into the match. So to me, that took me out of the match because you're removing my points of interest. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't get a, that. Then you're left with a uh, just warrior and a uh, perfect. And the tornado. Yeah, like why? But like, why would you? I know it seems like a stupid question, but why would you take out Animal and Hawk and Demolition all in one shot? Like, yeah, that does that didn't make sense. But I think they were uh, focusing on um, Texas Tornado and Mr. Perfect. I could be wrong though. Like. Because like I didn't, because I went back and looked at it again. I didn't even see a reason why, why animal would swing on the ref. Okay. That, I mean that's exactly what he did. So it was just kind of weird. 
Okay, so the next match, it was a million dollar team. Rhythm and Blues are the soon to be, yeah, Rhythm and Blues, Greg Valentine, Honky Honk Man, and Ted DiBiase defeating the dream team consisting of Jim of the Heart Foundation, Coco Beware, and Dusty Rhodes. Ted DiBiase introducing his mystery partner, The Undertaker, who was accompanied to the ring by Brother Love. Um, well, a couple of thing, couple of things there. Um, obviously, the Undertaker was booked to be a star from the get go. Yep. I mean, you you could you could see that just from the way they grill him on soon and Rowdy Roddy were reacting to him. Look at I mean, the size of that. Yeah, it's like, look at the size of that ham hock. <laughs> oh, they took out that part in the the commercial. First of all. Uh, stupid, stupid question, but I, 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 my age might be showing a little bit here, but what's a ham hock? You know what? Why don't we, <laughs> ask, why don't we ask Mr. Google? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question, Ben. Why don't we ask Mr. Google? Google, what, what's a ham hock? Here's a summary from Wikipedia. A ham hock is the joint between the tibia, fibula, and the metatarsals of the foot of a pig. All right, then. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Elio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was, that was the clip of the show. <laughs> that was... That was, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, okay, but, but um, so for for as much as they were putting uh, the Undertaker over, I was very surprised that he got uh, counted out. Yeah, I think uh, that the 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 point the point here there was. Uh, to make him look like a monster because like he's he's like he's a walking zombie pretty much is uh what the idea there yeah it's like he's 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 not a human he's like he's pretty much the walking dead yeah but what confused me is that uh, they paired him with brother love that made no sense uh no no not at all and like I said, like I was saying last week, I knew about the Undertaker at nine o'clock that morning. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But I wasn't expecting uh, what we got here. And uh, by the way, have you seen Suburban Commando? No. That, okay, that's a Hulk Hogan's second movie following the whole spark. The Undertaker is in that movie. Oh he God! Plays, he plays one of the bounty hunters who's uh, after Hogan. Oh, I want to see that. Uh, okay, our next one we had the visionaries made up of Power and Glory, the Warlord, and Rick Martel. They defeated the Vipers made up of the Rockers, Jimmy Snuka, and Jake Snake Roberts. Uh, yeah, and to me, the Vipers um, are automatically the better team. And uh, this, uh, the the reasoning behind these two teams is uh, Jake was uh, entering a feud with Rick Martel, 
And uh, since this was in November, WrestleMania 7 was around the corner, which it had that blindfold match. Yeah. Okay. Let me, oh, do you have anything about this measure? Um, no, I, I was, I was, um, I was pretty much uh, waiting for the waiting for the next one because I have a lot to say about the oh, next okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. So the next one we have Tugboat, Big Boss Man, Jim Duggan, and Hulk Hogan defeating the natural disasters made up of the Barbarian, Dino Bravo, Haku, and Earthquake. And was it just me, or was this like a really bad match? Uh, it was a lot of big guys in the ring. I mean, it's, it's just... It's, to and, me, and, and you notice the name, The Natural Disasters? Yeah. That was a precursor right there. Uh, yeah, you think? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, With the Gulf War going on? Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty uh, apropos. And our second to last match, we had the alliance made up of the Bushwhackers, Nikolai Volkov, and Tito Santana defeating this- the mercenary, Sergeant Slaughter, Borzukov, Sato, and Tanaka. Actually, I take that back. When when you uh, when you were going over the previous match, I was thinking of this one. So this this last Survivor Series match was terrible. You mean the mercenaries? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at the team. Look at the teams. Oh. Ugh. Oh. Just just stop. Yeah. You know. Oh my God. I mean, I'm I'm really surprised that somebody didn't like. Okay, hold on, maybe we don't need to have this match. And that brings us to the grand finale match of survival, a five-on-three handicap elimination match. Hogan, Warrior, and Tito Santana defeating Teddy Biasi, Rick Martel, Warlord, and Powering Glory. Well, that just goes to show you how weak a team consisting of Warlord and Power. Power and glory have to be. Now, I mean, this is, sorry, go on. I mean, Warlord was made to look like the weakest bitch in the game, like, ever. Now, um, this is not... He got, t- he got taken out so quick. For you, this is the first, but this is not the second, this is not the first time they've done this. Like, in previous Survivor Series, they've always had, like, a grand finale Survivor match go on last, and Basically, it was the survivors of all the elimination matches were all on in a in that one final tag team match. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could I I couldn't have seen it working in the future if something was on the line, but just just for the sake of having a, another match uh, when we've already had so many tag team matches, uh, yeah, I can see why they did away with that. So because you at the time were two years old yeah what did you think of this pay-per-view having seen it for the very first time so um obviously the the major point of interest for me was um was uh, the undertaker mm-hmm. um the, the, so because from a historical perspective i having never seen that before i was very fascinated um 
but but other than that, I can't really say that I enjoyed it too much. Other than other than the commentary, the commentary for this pay per view was fucking amazing. Uh, and what? I mean, I could listen. I could listen to Gorilla Monsoon and, and Roddy Piper all day long. I'm not sure why Roddy Piper was on commentary, but nonetheless, it, it was it was a winning combination. Yep. Um, I think I think the reason why I did why I didn't like a lot of these, even though even though like I said, a lot of these were like super teams, is you have to remember, like in the in the nineties. Or at least in the early '90s, uh, wrestling was very cartoony, and um, and I think I think with a lot of the with a lot of these gimmicks, um, I just I wasn't a fan of them, like uh, tugboats and okay. and uh, you know the Texas tornado. I wasn't a fan of, and you know I I could name a lot more than that, but it's. I think I, I think yeah I think it would be if you go and uh, look up Kerry uh, Von Erich's early matches in uh, outside of WB or WB. Oh, absolutely! I, I, like the Von Erichs, of yeah. course. But I'm just saying, like the Texas Tornado was like, oh my god. Yeah, I get. Yeah. Um, you know, so so a lot of this, a lot of this was like a was like a culture shock to me because. I'm not used. To, I'm not used to wrestling being done in that style, yeah. um, especially with like the really abrupt endings. Yeah, with like basic moves. I I, I remember like what I forget. I forget which guy, but one guy hit a power slam, and I'm like, surely he's gonna kick out of that. Uh, nope. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. So it, it was maybe it, maybe it was just the fact that I didn't know what to expect going in, uh, but it, it, it or maybe it's because I just didn't understand the time period or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. largely, this was a mess for me. And there was um, oh uh, yeah, on February I think I want to say February first of ninety one is when we are introduced to Paul Bear on that Brother Love show. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go look that up because I, I remember... Look, look that one up on YouTube and you, you'll see how normal he looks on the Brother Love show. Yeah, well, and they definitely changed that for sure because there was nothing yeah. normal about Paul Bear. No, like when you first introduced him, like he, had, he was like with his head down and like... And he just looks normal, and like you think that he's so normal, but then later on we got <laughs> that. Like yeah. The, oh yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Yeah, you did a better impression than I did. Welcome. Okay. <laughs> it's late. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, let's uh, go back. And now we are going to go to December 4th, 2016. It is TLC. Now, Absolutely. Ben, what did you think of this one? Um, A lot of it was a miss outside of the main event. I really enjoyed the main event. Okay. 
Um, but I could I could have really done without Nikki Bella versus Carmella. That was a nothing match. Um, oh, that that was when that. No, um, I want to. I could be wrong because uh, weren't they feuding again like a couple of years ago in 2017? I think so. And then I, I really didn't like the the Alexa Bliss match with Becky Lynch. Um, okay. And um, and even even though Kalisto versus Baron Corbin uh, turned into a shockingly good match, um, I I was I was confused with the need for a stipulation and what the, what the basis of their rivalry was. So that was really weird. But the, the selling point of, of the pay-per-view for me was was AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. Uh-huh. The only the only thing I didn't like about about that match was at the very end with uh, James Ellsworth involvement. I could have done without that. Um, oh my god! Okay, I I just have to throw this out there because I I sometimes a video will pop up on my uh, watch tab on Facebook, and. Right. There was this one, I, I forget if I think it was Bragging Rights, where it was uh, Team Raw and Team SmackDown, and Chris, Jer- <laughs> Chris Jericho <laughs> made fun of James Ellsworth. <laughs> James Ellsworth, and he called him Chip, <laughs> Chip's Big Man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's priceless. Uh, you remember that one where he's like, Could someone please call this, call the parent? Parents, uh, we have a we have a lost boy here. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that one. That one was funny. Oh, that was hilarious. Okay, so um, basically, uh, yeah, we're not gonna go through all the matches. We pretty much did, uh, covered the basics here. So let's uh, see what we got for War Games on Sunday night, and then we close. We'll close out the show until Tuesday. Absolutely. All right, so we have War Games 2020, and you know what? I have to say, you know, you already know, I'm a big music guy. I know you're a music guy. Absolutely. Now, in the past, WWE has sometimes hit, and sometimes they've missed when uh, selecting the official themes for their pay-per-views. Yeah. This one I absolutely love. What's this one? War Pigs, Black Sabbath. My, uh, yes. Oh, thank when I, you. When I, when I heard this, I was like, wait, why are they playing Black Sabbath at War Pigs? Then I'm watching NXT, and now War, Black Sabbath War Pigs is the official theme of NXT TakeOver War Games. I'm like, yes, yes, and yes. Absolutely. Sign me up for that one immediately. I have. Immediately. Off of the 1970 CD Paranoid, which I have. It's one of my favorite Black Sabbath CDs. Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's see what we have here. Um, Should we go top to bottom or bottom to top? Bottom to top. Okay. So the way I have it listed here. Our first up, we have Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa. 
Okay, now Ben, I was telling you off air, I've uh, been on this new app called Soul and um, earlier tonight I put out polls with these matches to see uh, if anyone would vote on the, and uh, on uh, who would win the matches and we have votes, we have results. Absolutely. So let us take a look at the first one. For this match, Timothy Thatcher. First of all, I'm going to go with Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, we we're in agreement on that one. But the results show 66% voted for Thatcher, while 33 went with Ciampa. Wow, that is that is a shocking differential. I I I I I'd be very curious to to uh, ask somebody why they voted for uh, Thatcher over Champa. Now, I'm going to say I'm still new to this, so whether a lot of these are bots or whatever, as long as, they're, they're, as, long as they vote, I'm happy, whatever. Okay, cool. Well, no, yeah. I, I'm saying because, like, you don't know, like, if these people are real or if they're, like, you know. Well, and I, I, I would venture to say that that those results for that match are a little bit skewed, in my opinion. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, for me, like, like as long as, like, uh, someone votes, like, uh, it's cool. Like, even though uh, we know better. Well, of course we do. That's why we have a podcast and they don't, because they suck and we don't. Ha, sucks to be you, sucker. <laughs> it's late. Fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, the next we have a strap match. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Dexter Loomis. I'm just a huge fan of his. You know what? Based on what I saw tonight, I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes. Boo! You fucking suck. No, Cameron Grimes is going to go to the moon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, we asked uh, the Solars what they thought, and uh, it was split. Fifty went with Loomis, and fifty went with Grimes. Well, and I, 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 I can see this being split right down the middle, just based on how their feud has gone. Okay, next we have for the North American Championship: Leon Ruff versus Tony Gargano versus Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest, based based off of the inter, based off the interplay that he's had with Leon Ruff. Yeah, I'm going with Damian Priest. Uh, yeah. I don't see Leon Ruff as like holding on to this championship for a while. Oh no, no, he and that's that's part of what I hate with this new booking strategy with NXT is it was very obvious that it was done for the for the shock value and not long term booking. Well, Ben, and, and, and well, that's why I dislike it. Well, Ben, I can't believe what these people are saying here. Sixty-six percent voted for Leon Ruff. Um. Yeah. Well, I, clearly they were tripping on acid. <laughs> Next, we have our first of two War Games matches: Undisputed Era versus the Kings of NXT. So, so this one is twofold because after this, I really don't see the Undisputed Era having anything else to do on, uh, on NXT. So if 
if they're gonna go the route of calling the undisputed air off, then obviously my pick would be uh, the the kings of NXT. Um, but just based on the fact that it's Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole, I just can't. I can't see Pat McAfee winning in this situation. Okay. Uh, so. Because of that, I'm going to have to go with the Undisputed Era with, with the caveat of being that if WWE has deemed that it's time to call off the Undisputed Era, then I could see the, the Kings of NXT winning. Okay. I'm going to go with the Undisputed Era as well. Yes, because you have to copy everything I do because my, my brain for wrestling is just so much developed in comparison oh. to uh, other individuals. Oh, whatever. It's late, folks. <laughs> yes, and, uh, it is. Our second of uh, the War Games match, we have Team Shasi versus Team Candice. I'm going with Team Shasi on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, with uh, Team Shasi on this one because I feel like I feel like that team needs the victory more than the heels do. And uh, we had sixty six percent going with Team Candice. <laughs> well, well, Candice is awesome, so that doesn't necessarily surprise me. So I'm not I'm not upset with uh, that uh, this uh, that vote. No, I'm not either. So uh, when do you see bring the show to a close? Absolutely, man. All I think right. I think we've gone close to two hours at this point. Oh my god! Okay, so uh, fans, tune in to uh, NXT Takeover War Games with perhaps the best official theme I have heard to date. That being Black Sabbath War Pigs nineteen seventy. If you haven't heard that song, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I uh, these people need help. <laughs> <laughs> go out to uh, search for that that CD Paranoid 1970 and listen to it from beginning to end and you won't be disappointed actually I might go listen to that song now <laughs> there you go alright Um. so for my co-host Ben Pierce I'm Elio Canella saying we will talk to you all on Tuesday when we return with our post show results and review absolutely so and, stay, uh, stay tuned for that go ahead ben. and we, we we all know that the only reason you agreed to go on tuesday is because you just couldn't go that long without me so i i will uh it, it would it would not do my my heart very well to ignore elio's desire so i have to i have to humor him with an extra appearance this month, but okay, fo- fo- hold on. I'm gonna have to do a little adjustment here. <laughs> oh, geez, he's messing with the controls again, people. Okay, here we go. So, what, what, what is it? What does this say? I'm Ben, and I'm what? It says you're Ben and you're so full of it. <laughs> oh, good boy. <laughs> Fuck you too, Elio. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, we will talk to you on Tuesday. Ben, say goodnight to the folks. See you, see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor. And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore. Taking your breath, stealing your mind, and all that was real is left behind. Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you. It's only this moment, don't care what comes after. Your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer Just surrender, cause you feel the feeling